This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers, adult language, and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. So, how are you guys doing? One more week down? In your life? That's how I live in my life now. I'm just counting down the weeks to what I don't know. But yeah, my, my body's starting to look like Mr. Zaz. Jeez. <laughs> one one more week. I don't know I don't know what, but one one more down. But the implication there is that you're you're the one cutting yourself every time you get one more week. It's like, oh That's I gotta correct. find more space. Gotta find oh, I got there's one here on the bottom of my foot. <laughs> Well, it's either the bottom of my foot or I got to start cutting my face up. And that doesn't look good on Zoom calls for work. So, Oh, you actually have Zoom calls for work? I thought you have like complete freedom to do whatever you want at any given time there, Jeff. No, I, I have a job to do. And uh, I do have video calls. Uh, I, I do see. have a job. I still have a job. <laughs> I still have a job. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, well, how about we? It's not, it's not anarchy yet, man. It's not Mad Max yet. We'll get there. No, you mean it's, uh, not, it's not Road Warrior. It's just Mad Max. That's right. If you remember it's the first one, he still yep. had a job, presumably getting paid because he went on vacation about halfway through the movie. That's true. And he still like showed up to the police station and had a, had a patrol car and shit. When we get to Beyond Thunderdome, then I'm out. <laughs> then we'll just call you Mad Mel after that point. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I can't grow that kind of beard, unfortunately. But Actually, have you ever tried? I'm curious. Yes, I have. Because I, I know you do have facial hair. Yeah, it, it I, I do have pores that generate strands. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can get a mustache in pretty good. I could probably grow a neck beard with the best World of Warcraft players out there, but it just doesn't come in on the doesn't come That's in fantastic. on the, the cheeks and the jawline just just doesn't just doesn't fill. I did I did try back in November to, to fill it out and it just looked like fucking ass, so I stopped. You, you have to give it some time. Like I, I know like last year I had a pretty gnarly quarantine beard going. It wasn't great, you know, cause like, like Jeff, like I've got pretty sparse facial hair. So just, there's like a, a, a point where you're looking at yourself and, and you're like, it's not worth it. This looks terrible. Yeah, exactly. You, you just have to push past that point and it gets kind of okay. And then you realize you've made a terrible mistake and you get rid of it. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I gave it a good – so I had the mustache going for a month, and that worked great like that. I can get the stash going, uh, but I don't feel like getting pulled over in school zones for no reason. So <laughs> I don't normally do that. But the beard, I gave it three weeks, and it just – I don't know. It just wasn't That's going, because so. you're st- – they pulled you over not because of the beard, but because you're wearing sweatpants that had weird holes in it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the reason. <laughs> yeah, you're going on your uh, speed walk around the block on the, around the block there, mm. right? So it's like with your holy yeah. sweatpants. That's interesting. Yeah, I got to pack. I got I got to patch that up a little bit. <laughs> That's fantastic. Also, avoid avoid school zones if you're a forty something white guy. Not a good look. What do you do if you're a forty something brown guy? It's like I got to avoid any zone. <laughs> well, I guess what you got to do is just avoid clutching the fence like you usually do when you're outside. <laughs> like, 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 don't. Like, take your tongue off of the iron there, dude. That's probably the best thing you can do for yourself. <laughs> I've been there. Man. I don't know what happened here. 
All right. This all goes in the show, by the way. It's all yes. Yeah, so I'm the not show. editing this out at all. Okay. No, how about this? Let's get started. All right. Welcome okay. to a podcast of rare antiquities. Today we are going to continue our review of first season of WandaVision. This is episode three. This is Harry hosting today's show. How are you guys? Yeah, getting there, man. Getting Doing there. good. All right. So. This is a quick question for you. So when do you guys normally squeeze in to watch this? Because this drops at midnight. So, I mean, I did it because I'm working from home this week. I'm probably going back to work next week in downtown. So I was able to afford to watch it at lunch on my lunch break. How about you guys? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, I watched it. uh, Actually, we just finished watching it about an hour and a half ago. So we usually watch it around like dinner time. Like that, that. that's kind of the routine we got into on our Friday nights with like the Mandalorian. And Star Trek Discovery is like Friday night after work, you know, glass of wine, dinner, make a thing out of it. So we're continuing that with WandaVision. I finish work pretty early in the day and I'm working from home. So I'll be done work between 3 and 3.30 and, you know, take the dog out for a walk, get back. So I'm usually watching it at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I can I can sort of be leisurely uh, about it, uh, you know, watch that, watch maybe a YouTube thing about what I saw. There wasn't actually much for this episode on, on YouTube. Yeah, and then just let it kind of sink in for a bit and think it over. I actually went back and I, I watched a couple of quick scenes of it just to, to retake some notes of some things I thought of. Okay, no, that's good. Well, let's get right into reviewing the show. What did you guys think? I mean, this, this show tip, um, mainly dealt with Wanda's pregnancy and the accelerated nature of the birth of her and Vision's twin boys, Flotsam and Jetsam. What were their names? Billy? No, Tommy and Tommy and what? Tommy and something. No, it was Bebop and Rocksteady. Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) I was going to name the ones from uh, Secret of the Use, but I couldn't remember. Uh, It's Razor. What was the other one? I forget. Um, I keep telling them it should be Castor and Pollux. Come on. There you go. Ah, yes, Castor and Pollux. I told my wife if we had twin boys, that was it. It was either the or Castor and Pollux. I got, you know, thrown When she knew she was having twins, did she breathe a sigh of relief when she realized they weren't boys? Well, we were surprised. We didn't know until they were born. Okay, so a huge Um, sigh of relief then when they they came to this world. Like, Yes, but I was still pushing for Castor and Pollux anyways. I think it could go either way. So that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's progressive. In all seriousness, I, I think it, it's um, it's Thomas and William, Thomas which, and which William. I believe is from the comic book. Okay, Thomas okay. and William. Okay. So, what do you guys think? Like, we had a Brady Bunch. Let's talk about the opening here. So, and the setting of this uh, sitcom, which I believe is the '70s era sitcom, and they chose the Brady Bunch, I believe. Here, did you guys dig the opening? Mm-hmm. You guys, just jump right in. What did you guys think? Yeah, yeah no, I thought the opening was good. Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, it, it this was definitely it reminded me much more of the era of early sitcoms that I watched as a kid. You know, where it would have the uh, I actually really liked the the gag of he put the playset together and it just fell apart and he was just looking at it. And <laughs> yes, that felt like and I love his face afterwards. As you know, is that feigned disappointment. Oh. Yeah, I I could have seen like John Ritter could have been standing there and it just would have worked because it's a little bit of Mary Tyler Moore. A little and them riding around the bikes that also felt like a very seventies thing, and the hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, the like, hair was the hair was fantastic. Oh, ha- I just hair was on point. I was growing that hair out. I just got a haircut yesterday, 
So, cause I'm probably oh. going back to work. So I know I had that, I had that hair. I had that length of hair. It was working until in the summer until I got a small trim and the guy butchered it. And it was just never the same since. So I had to get rid of it, but I was, I had it almost there. I was there. So I was like feeling nostalgic for my hair. It's, oh, it's almost oh, like yeah. the Mark Hamill flow, you know, almost. It's a it's little bit. Sense. I mean, it, it's very seventies. Mm-hmm. Like his hair is very seventies. Like it had another, like has other like good little sight gags. You know, she's running the, uh, the vacuum cleaner. And I remember our family having that kind of vacuum cleaner, that weird thing that just sort of sits on the ground like that. Yeah. Like that, that's that like cylinder that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. Now you're jogging yeah. some memories for myself. Yeah. yeah we, yeah. I have a big memory of having a vacuum cleaner like that or my parents did. Yeah. Yeah, so it it was definitely a good mix of those 70s openings. I believe she's also reading a magazine that it's very brief, but it was like a nice little nod. I thought the the woman on the magazine is like wearing this dress that looks a lot like the Scarlet Witch costume. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like where it's all cleavage, all cleavage. It's good that you were focusing. (laughs) Well, that's the part that I went, I rebound a couple of times. Yeah, because I'm a big old (laughs) creep like that. It was important. I got three pages of notes just on the dress alone. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, page one states not enough. No. Um, <laughs> one thing I just I noticed here is the whole interior set changed for that '70s mm-hmm. vibe. So I also dug the set that they had here. So I'm I'm really digging again this format of a weekly sitcom representing a different era of sitcoms. So our weekly episode. So I really dug everything from kind of like that shag carpeting to those uh, see-through stairs going up. And then you get the different kitchen as well Yeah. Uh, this time. So I, I liked the details that they had here. I thought it was fantastic. Any any comments on the set design or costumes or anything like that? Well, it, the, it, the windows, really like the, the multicolored windows that were, I guess they're kind of the top of the stairs a little bit. I thought those were a nice touch because, again, it, it felt like like late 60s, like something that would have been built in the 60s and would have just been like in place in the 70s. But I did think it was weird that from the last episode, when it went into color, it still remained the same house. And this That's is right. presumably mm-hmm. hours later. Well, actually, yeah, yeah hours. It's, it's supposed to be the next day. I, I get I got the impression the next day because Vision asked the doctor, like, what would it? Hypothetically, what would how big would the baby be after twenty four hours? Oh, that's a good that's, right. that's a good point. I guess it's like I, the last because it, it was at night, and so that he's just there like the next like there at noon yeah. or or whatever or late morning. I thought that was a really that was an important distinction for me as soon as he said that because then I could kind of like place it. I mean, in the la- when we did our uh, episode last week after watching the first two shows, I'm like, shit, have they been living in this weird purgatory for? 10 years and like, like what's the time frame? But this gives us a little bit more information as to like how time's time is passing for them in a way. Right. But without them really like, noticing it. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was really, uh, did so you know she's cool. also later in the episode, she's cutting up that pineapple, which no. was introduced in the first episode. No, I did not. No, yeah, I, she. I didn't know. Do you remember Agnes uh, drops off a pineapple? I remember that. I remember her dropping off the pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I think right before like all the lights start going crazy, she's in the kitchen and she's already like cut up mm. the pineapple. And I thought mm. that was 
because because again, like it's even in the last episode, I still felt it was effectively the next day because it's like, oh, I, we, you know, we just moved in. We got to meet the mm. what's her face who kind of runs the the social scene. Yeah. So, you know, so they're still new. So it's not like that much time had passed. I just had assumed it was the next day. But yeah, this more or less confirms it. It's yeah, it's just like the next right. morning. And yet the house has changed. You know what I Which like about is a conceit of the show, but it's just it's weird how not weird, but it's it adds to that oddness of the mystery how it's there's no comment on the fact that it's changed. Well, again, the configuration is so different. But it's but the thing is is that it, the configuration isn't that different if you if you look at how the set is configured, and I mean most sitcoms are laid out this way anyway, so it, it's consistent in that manner. But like. The kitchen is in the same spot. The dining room is in the same spot. Oh, I guess so, yeah. The stairs in the same spot. Except I don't think there were stairs in the first episode because... No, it's just like a hallway in a weird... Like it's... But but the front door is in the same spot. You know what I mean? There's also a bedroom there now. Yeah. Baby room or whatever is there. And there was no room there before. I'm maybe reading too much into it. Yeah, of course it's a new set because it has to match. And, and an odd place to put the baby's room with presumably they'd be it, sleeping upstairs as well. But it's a set. Right. So that's kind in of a real uh, house. Real, yeah. In a real house. But in a, in a yeah. TV set, it makes sense. That's that's. A yeah. Which, which is the thing I've really liked about it is how like, I even said this about the first episode where I like the fact that I mean, yeah, sure. There are real houses that will have kitchens that big, but I, I still feel like a mid-century house like that. set is ludicrously big for a mid-century house you go to a house that's built in the the 50s they're normally quite small for a middle-class family which they are but yeah like overall like the set is really good and i just sort of like that we're just moving to a new set and a new time era and that's that like it just all works yeah no it worked for me too i have another question for you so we're going back to when vision is asking the doctor you know is is this normal for it being 24 hours and and he's asking those questions so you guys have any comments on vision having this kind of self-awareness in this what we're going to presume i'm assuming and you guys agree it's presumption uh, a good presumption that this is a you know some kind of construct in wanda's Literally, Wanda's vision. Like, it's her world. It's whatever's going on. She's built this reality. And vision, in some way or another, whether it, it doesn't seem like he's just a thing that she has created. I think we talked about it briefly before. Is he have some kind of so, like consciousness floating around in here? And he's self-aware, and he's confused on what's going on as well. Because then there's another scene later, I don't want to jump ahead too much, is that he's questioning Wanda, something's not right here. And then she kind of puts a pause and a rewind on that too. So why don't we talk about these kind of things here? Any comments on that one? Yeah, so I think there's two things at play here. Uh, one, I think initially is just the the trope of the nervous parent in a sitcom. And the, uh, you know, like the dad freaking out and not knowing what to do and the wife being calm about it. Because even the doctor makes a comment. and that, But then the second part is, I would just sort of assume that, like, he knows that they are super beings. Like, Vision knows this. Like, well, I'm a, you know, he's a synthesoid or an android or whatever you want to, I forget exactly what they call him in the MCU. I think they mention it later in this episode. Synthesoid. Uh, synthesoid. A synthesoid. Yeah. I, I can't remember if. I think yeah. she mentions it because they're talking about she, what kind of kid will pop out of her. Human, yeah. or whatever. So, 
and I I can't remember. I I think that's think that's from the comics. I'm not sure if that's how they refer to him. Anyways, it's a little bit of like like a supernatural pregnancy. Like we've seen that in a bunch of shows, and so in my mind, that's how he's processing it. Like obviously, this is weird, but you know, he's an android. She's a super being. It's just going to be an odd pregnancy altogether, and it's just sort of through that sitcom lens a little bit mm-hmm. that that he's not like he's like he understands that yeah this is unusual but not in a um trying to think the right word like he, it, it's it's no it's it's unexpected but not like so out the realm of possibility whereas obviously if this was like suddenly wanda's uh, pregnant in the middle of age of ultron or something like that and and it, she's like six months along all of a sudden then it's like yes like this is not normal this is a problem we're freaking out where in this case it's just more they're just leaning into the tropes that you would find in sitcoms yeah it's sitcom hijinks is what it is well of course yeah i mean that works though like that we know that it's a supernatural uh pregnancy and they know that it is but they're they're able to kind of play it off because they're trying to hide the fact that it's supernatural from the doctor and their neighbors and that's the hijinks of the episode so that's an interesting like way, like way to tackle that situation. Like we're all in on, if you want to call it the joke, uh, we're all in on it, uh, and they're in on it. But but that's an interesting way to play it. Like if it yeah, if it happened in Age of Ultron, everybody would be freaking out. It'd be like that the season premiere of season two of TNG when Deanna Troy gets pregnant by that space dust, and then she has the the baby in like twenty minutes, and the kid dies. You know, like they treat it seriously. We're here. They're it's the same kind of thing, but it's a joke because it's a sitcom world. That's a really, I don't really know what the word is, but it's a, it's a, it's a quite the way to treat, to, to treat this, this material. I guess that's the, I guess that's the interest of, of the format of the show and why it's, it is so compelling. So but what about Vision himself? Because he is realizing something, he's, he's asking some very obvious questions that he should be asking. You know, why is this happening so quickly and all of that stuff? And then he approaches Wanda later about this is not right. So what do you think is happening? Do you, you guys still feel that this is a vision is alive in some facet? And He has to be, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm assuming so, yes. He has to be there because if he's, I've, I've actually been listening to some of our older episodes and this, this issue has come up. If it's all... If, it, if the whole thing is Wanda's construct, like that everything, every character, every, everything is Wanda's, which we know it's not because, because of the end of the episode, which we'll talk about. Um, if the whole thing was Wanda's construct, then that means, and Vision is truly dead, then the Vision that we see in these episodes is just her construct of Vision. Mm-hmm. But It would never question what is going on. But she has right. control. But, uh, but she has control here. She she has control over over this universe that Vision exists in. But we also see that Vision. So two things. One, we see Vision in scenes without Wanda. So yes. if it was just a construct. Yeah. We wouldn't see that. And I think there's and he and as Nathan said, he's asking questions. And it's like when he sees shit or says shit, and this that's what happened in this episode. He starts to ask some questions, goes down the road, and she immediately rewinds that stuff. So there, yeah, there's so also another element. 
like it's not just asking those questions, but then also like uh, we haven't gotten to. There's actually uh, like a scene sort of in between, or a couple scenes between where where we're at right now versus, I guess, sort of the reset, if you want to call it. Not giving anything away, like any specifics. I can tell you that having watched trailers and commercials, there are additional spots where it, it's very obvious that Vision is becoming aware that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Without sort of, I guess, without Wanda acting on him, and I, I think more things are revealed to him. So I think like he is real in some capacity, yeah. right? Whether whether or not like well, she brought him up, real in or, what? I mean, what what capacity was he ever real? If you like, well, think of it that well, way, right? Because he's he's yeah. an AI. He was the AI merged with. with it was the Soul Stone. That he well, was but he was also right? sentient. No, I think it was the was it the it was the Mind Stone. Mind I think. Stone? Okay, Mind so he stone. was, but he he wasn't sentient before he merged with the Mind Stone. No, because it was. They, was I mean, they, they actually was an AI. right, but they actually do explain this in Infinity War a little bit, where Bruce Banner is saying it's like like you're a construct of Jarvis mm-hmm. and Bruce Banner and Tony Stark and the Mind Stone and and Jarvis all kind of mixing together to like form this new personality right so he's he's not just he's not just jarvis like it like they just threw no. him in a robot body and ultron that was the other thing and like, ultron, ultron that's also right. yeah, had that's right they made it clear he wasn't just jarvis no, and that's that's yeah. true i just found it interesting that because it's it's kind of it's hard to answer be, what's really going on still which is a good thing because it's only episode three because he seems like he's sentient and has awareness in separate to what er- everything else is going on here. And he's asking these questions, but at the same time, he's completely controlled and manipulated by Wanda. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting thing that's going to be revealed here. Again, I'll, I'll bring it up. I've already said it before. Like they've, they've said that like this show and somehow the next Dr. Strange and Spider-Man three, there's some kind of through line. So I, I think that the whole idea of like the, the multiverse may play into this at some point. So, I mean, he honestly, it could be as simple and dumb as he's a vision from a different universe or whatever. Like it, it honestly, it could be something like that. Hmm. I hope not. I hope it's something. Like I, I think that's a lame. That. Yeah, I think I, that would be I, pretty I, lame if they did it like that, but I'm, I'm saying that like, way, that's not outside the, the, the episode. The way the episode ends, I, I don't, I don't feel like that's where they're going with it. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens, but because yeah, that would be dumb. Mm-hmm. They need to be real careful with this multiverse stuff. Really careful. Well, hey, Chris Evans isn't taught to come back, baby. You know, you never <laughs> yeah, know. But he could. But they could just do a show in the past, like because he we, he lived his whole life. I, I do just, a million things there where it's not a multiverse situation. I I loved how they handled the so-called multiverse in Spider-Man: Far From Home, where they're like multiverse, 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 and Mysterio's is like, yeah. Yeah, just just a trick. I love that because I I'm not. It's not that I don't. You don't want wise. You, you don't can want multiverse it up all you want. You you don't want Toby Maguire coming back doing that dance. Listen, I tell you what, I really dug uh, into the Spider Verse. I yes. really liked that movie. That was yeah, really the, good. It is really good. Yeah, but I don't need too much of that 
it's too it's too easy to have outs for things when you're doing that kind of stuff. And, and your, that's that's true. Your Lord and Savior Kevin Feige disagrees with you, and you're going to get multiverse in your face whether you like it or not. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, if they can make it work, I'm all for it. I, I agree. I only threw out the thing only with only if Vision they bring Bane. Nick Cage in as Ghost Rider. That's only. Oh way. yeah, I, and Superman. I, uh, okay. <laughs> And he plays both. Really he plays, the yeah. There. yeah, and he plays both. That's right. I'm on board. Drunk Superman. Drunk Cage Superman. Oh, that would work, actually. Where he's playing the host of those that, that uh, the history of swear words. Yeah. Fantastic. Ah! <laughs> Have you guys watched that? I watched yeah. the first three episodes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I watched, okay, I watched oh, the yeah. first two today, actually. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it a documentary, but uh, it's definitely a fun watch. He's the perfect host for that too. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're okay. Fuck you, fuck you. Let's anyway, get fucked. Continue. Let's get fucked. Way ahead of you. So, WandaVision. <laughs> okay, I think we talked about Vision. Okay, let's just then let's just move on. What do you guys think of the the bulk of this episode is her dealing with the pregnancy. I I know we talked a little bit about this, but did you enjoy the antics and the hijinks? You already mentioned it it felt at home from this era of sitcom, but did you guys enjoy the performances? Was it funny? I enjoyed myself. I thought I was having a really good time through the whole episode. So in terms of just the traditional sitcom vibe of it, what did you guys think? I actually didn't. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I did not. It, this was the first week. Well, okay, it's episode three, week two. I didn't enjoy, I felt like they didn't lean hard enough into the sitcom uh, format this week. The hijinks was basically the stork, and she's trying to like hide the make, stork. Yeah, hide the stork. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't find a lot of laughs there. I didn't feel the format really shined in this in this episode. So this this for me was the weakest of the three that we've seen so far. I didn't. I didn't get into it. It, it felt, um, for me, it felt a little disjointed, lacked a little bit of focus. And yeah, it, it didn't have the laughs that the first two episodes did for me. So I was a little disappointed, I guess, this week. I like this one better than the first episode. It wasn't as good as the second episode from last week, but I really enjoyed the performances here. And I actually, funny thing, I don't know, maybe I was just in the mood. I enjoyed the stork stuff, so I, I was getting a kick out of it. We'll, we'll talk about the, the lady, um, Geraldine, or Geraldine. I'm not sure how to pronounce Ger- her name. Geraldine. Dean or D? Dean. Dean. Geraldine. Yeah, Geraldine. So, yeah, we'll talk about her in a second. But I, I dug that. But then it, it was interesting uh, moving on how they were just letting everyone in on that, you know, Vision's fast because he's trying to grab the doctor. He's, they're not hiding anything anymore. And we also get a little bit of the neighbors so you see, what is her name again? The neighbor, uh, the Agnes. neighbor, Agnes. That's right. And she's questioning Wanda about Gerald, Geraldine, and the other guy because they're having that conversation and Vision's yeah. wondering what's going on. But so it's obviously that they are controlled. They, they seem to be like they're part of Wanda's creation or whatever world well, or reality. It feels like, it feels like it, something though. No, they're, I, they're, I they're actually... in on Geraldine. And so it feels like that they're there oh, for Wanda, right? Right, because Geraldine's from the outside. So they're, yes, right. but because she's from the outside, they're like, they're like, what the fuck is this person? Like, 
Yes. They're part of the construct, I think, right? That's oh, right. I had a totally different read. So Okay, go ahead. Uh, I, I well, okay, jumping a little bit ahead to the end of the episode, but I think what's to me what was eventually revealed was that this town, Westview, is in fact a real place. Right. My thought was that Agnes and Herb Yes, all the other characters. These are real people that live in the town of Westview that has now become mm. trapped in this construct. And for whatever reason, they <sighs> believe that they have to kind of keep the jig up for some reason. So Even though they seem that to view... they live there, but they're not in, but, but they know the, they, this isn't their reality. I think they... They do and they don't. I think that they do understand that something is wrong. Again, this okay. might be just me, like just seeing stuff in trailers. But they're I, I do along believe with everything for Wanda, right? I think yes. Like, but I'm I'm not quite certain if they are playing along or if they are sort of wrapped up in the currents of Wanda's. Again, I'm not even a hundred percent convinced that it's completely Wanda making this happen. I still think that there's there's like a third party that we haven't met yet that is allowing it has kind of created this and is also using her and her power to sort of do this manipulation, but she kind of doesn't want it to end. Mm. That's just my initial theory, and that is not at all based on any of the trailers I've watched because they don't reveal shit about what's actually happening. But I do think that. You know, before all this happened, the town of Westview was just a regular Midwestern town, and then the shit went down, and all these people are actual, like, real people that lived in this town. Maybe. Um, it's quite possible. At the very least, I'm, I'd bet dollars to donuts that at the very least, Agnes is a real person, and, and that is strictly based on a trailer that I saw. And it's, it's just, like, one thing that she kind of said. Well, she seems in like when she seems in on something when we see her in this episode. Mm-hmm. She does. It yeah. does feel that way. Yeah, it does feel that way. And the neighbor, yeah, they're talking to each other about it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. We Before seen we get him, to have we seen him before, yeah, we have. He was in the the library. He's the one who gave Vision the uh, the gum right, in the right, library right, okay. the last episode. Okay. But before we get kind of too far, there there was actually a couple of comedic bits that I I liked. And I have to say, like, kind of hats off to them because they, I would say actually, like, some of the comedy, some of it worked for me. And I thought that they played it really well, considering that they uh, have to do all these beats to, like, there's no there's no live studio audience, like, in the first episode. And so I felt like they hit the comedic bits or the beats really well for them to be able to insert the the laugh track. So, like, a lot of that worked. So I'm a little bit in the middle from you guys where... Like Jeff, I I do feel the episode overall feels not disjointed. It feels rushed that we're just we're just kind of like getting through this not normal day. I think just because the story is so supernatural in and in and of itself, right? It's not like oh they have to like hide their powers and stuff like that. It's it's much more much more heightened. But a lot of the hijinks. There was one bit that where she was changing her coats when she was all nervous, and the coats would change right. change to a raincoat. Right. I actually did laugh out loud, it, even though it's like it's kind of sexist or whatever. But like a change to a fur coat, she's like, ooh, yeah. ooh. In, in this panic moment. I laughed at that too, yeah, because it, yeah. it felt that that moment felt really appropriate for 
for it yeah for the that type of sitcom so that, yeah that the, yeah i like that scene. the other the other joke I, actually i wrote david down schwimmer, i laughed I out loud david, david schwimmer one that's that was my favorite which which Mustache one man where because the power was going off because wanda was turning off the power because she was freaking yeah. out so you cut to the guy in the mustache who looks like david schwimmer yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his oh, wife yes. says, uh, do, do, do these earrings make me look fat? And then he's like, yeah. not even looking at her and the power turns off and he goes, oh, thank God. Yes, <laughs> I laughed I laughed out loud at that one as well. Anything with that guy. I'm just digging that guy. I love that. I like that guy too. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. But um, Way funnier it, than it's, David Schwimmer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. someone needs to deep fake that guy into uh, every episode <laughs> of Friends now. Oh my God. That's right. We got a new, we got a new mustache gate. That's right. <laughs> Although I will say David Schwimmer on the Curb Your Enthusiasm was pocket aces. Unbeatable. It was so good. But we can move past that. Yeah. But it was shortly after this where we get the reset, where Vision is saying, well, something's wrong. You know, he's like, you know, the dinner with Mr. Hart. Mm-hmm. There was something else. Uh, and that where like he gets very serious. And then it has like that weird like blip and the scene resets itself. That's right. But. Uh, again, like I, that, I feel like that was something that Wanda did that she didn't want the, qua- oh, yeah. a little oh, bit yeah. like with the beehive man, she just sort of reset the scene and it yep. was weird. Cause when I was watching, it, I was like, Oh, the fucking Disney plus like glitched out. Then I realized what was going on. Yeah. Like it, it took like a solid beat just because of the, of like visually how it happened. That's right. Yeah. I, I agree. I Very, yeah. yeah. It's brave of them to do stuff like that because I still think there are people out there or getting up to bang the side of their television sets when shit like that happens, you know, like oh yeah, like it's for the mass market this type of stuff, and and they're I applaud their bravery for fucking with the regular for for the regular mass viewer. Good the average them. the average viewer though in the states, they would take them probably ten minutes to go get up and bang Good. the side. Good. They, they need they need Good. like a pole they need like a pole to just pull themselves up off Good. the couch. Fuck them, so. fuck them, fuck them hard. <laughs> In the face, okay, guys, so. it it isn't Wally. Like we're not we're not there yet. So. <laughs> the U.S. almost is, but that's all good. Sometimes think about like so I know um, my mom asked, "Should I watch this show?" And I'm like, I wouldn't even know where to begin to even explain. Like, if she had a single question, like, how would I even tell her what the fuck? Is, like, I don't even know what's going on. And I, I know she's watched. A, she's seen all the movies, though, right? I. I have to assume. So uh, that's a good that question. Is, like, no, you're you're correct in assuming that, but you know, I remember watching an episode of Mandalorian with our mom, and I had to explain to her who the fuck Boba Fett was when he showed up. Mm. And she has seen the Star Wars movies oh, she, many times. Uh, oh, she's seen Star Wars three hundred million times. Yeah, and I still had to explain who Boba Fett was. Yeah, but here's the difference, guys. Is she watching Star Wars a million times because of you guys? No, you're she there. Loves or she was watching. Okay, she really like loves Star Wars. I had yeah. she she called me up a few months ago and she's like, she's like, can I borrow? Do you have Star Wars on on Blu-ray? Can I borrow it? I'd take it over to her, and then like a couple months later, I was there and I saw him sitting on the desk or whatever, and I picked it up to take it back home with me. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, like I I want to keep watching that. She she loves she loves Star Wars. And Star yeah, Trek okay. too, just for, for straight yeah. up. Like she's all and, uh, that stuff. She uses my Disney Plus uh, account 
And I can tell when she's watched the Star Wars movies again because it's like like recently watched and it's like it's one of the original trilogies and it's like a different yeah. one. Well, that's fantastic. My my mom and my dad watched Star Wars with me, but they were it was more for for the kids, you know. We, we get through yeah, it we, because we, of you guys. We watched it because of her, I'm pretty sure. You know, you guys mentioned like, you know, like the average audience like, you know, would have to like you know, hit the television because they don't understand like the the blip that just happened. Like, I, I honestly do think about people who are just casual fans and they're like, oh, I thought this was a Marvel thing. Who the fuck are these people? Because mm. these characters don't get a ton of play in the movies. Right. I mean, they've only even even been in a handful of movies. <laughs> so like the idea that, oh, I'm going to watch this. Oh, I saw Endgame. You know, everyone saw Endgame. I'm going to watch this thing now. And like how fuck, like, because there's no explanation of what the fuck's going on. I know tons of stuff about the MCU. I can't even tell you what the fuck is going on. Well, actually, it'll be interesting. You know, I, I'm not sure Disney has ever released numbers on Mandalorian or any of their streaming stuff, but it'd be interesting to see, to get an idea on how successful WandaVision will be from yeah. a viewer perspective. Because you're right. I mean, these aren't, it's not like we're watching Iron Man or Captain America or Thor or Black Widow. It's, you know, Wanda and Vision. They're not the most popular characters in comparison to those other ones. Even though I dig them, I'm just saying. No, they're imagine. yeah. Wanda, like Scarlet Witch, probably had like she was featured more prominently. So, but but it's I mean, and that's why I applaud them for doing this. Is like, okay, they they don't need to worry about this. Is what's great about streaming television as opposed to network TV. Like network TV, it's like okay, ratings are down ratings are up like they 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 go they kind of go with the ratings with the audience and when you do a show like this on a streaming service you can kind of like you you don't know like you've made the whole show when they throw it up and it doesn't matter and and it also i think it also helps to draw people in because if you bought if you have disney plus and you're an mcu fan Chances are you've checked out WandaVision, at least a couple episodes. So it's a half hour show. Like it's easy to get into from that perspective. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're using like the, the gigantic conglomerate that is Disney. You got to give them credit for using the force of their gigantism to do a thing that like to do something that's different. And people will probably go for it or, or yeah. a lot of people will probably go for it. Cause they're like, well, shit, it's, it's on Disney plus yeah. it's Marvel. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to watch it. Like good and for commit them for to it too it. as well. And commit to it. Yeah. I, it's I, great. Yeah. Cause I kind of feel like the other movies where they say, Oh, winter soldier, it's like a cold war spy thriller. Ant-Man's like a heist film. And it's like, I feel like those comparisons are mostly lip service. Like those yeah, are still yeah. superhero movies that like kind of like borrow a little bit from that. They you know, skirt as, with those with those genres, but they're still Marvel superhero movies. They are they are strictly in the superhero comic book movie formula. And then there's just like uh, like a, a little bit of flavor sprinkled in from like these other genres. Whereas this yeah. is committing to the bit a hundred percent. Yeah. Even though I'm almost entirely convinced by the end of the like the series, it's going to be full superhero bit, right? Well, and sure, like, just all the be. pretense will get dropped. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I which is actually fun because and that's fine because like yeah because I mean they got the a big enough budget 
you know, they're cool characters with cool powers and stuff like that. So that, that's why I still think that there's still a third party we haven't met yet that is the middle up malevolent force somewhat responsible for this. But, so and that will generate that, uh, faceless hordes to beat. Speaking of that, we've got another commercial reference to Hydra today. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that. That's you know, not lip service, right? You gotta, you gotta Hydra, wash your body with some Hydra. So exactly. Yeah. Don't drop the soap. Don't drop so, the soap. Good advice. I oh boy. But it was actually it was it was powder. I looked at the box. It says bath powder. Oh, okay. Could be. Well, it's the seventies, so maybe so. I don't know. You know what's weird? I could not really. The last two commercials, I sort of under like when I saw the second one. I was like, oh, okay, I, I totally get this. This is playing into her backstory. This one didn't this have one any I, connection. I, other than the Hydra connection, but I don't quite understand like what the, what the connection is because we've already done the Hydra thing in the last one with the watch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys had theories on this. No, because I was struggling I, with the same thing. My only theory, well, okay, with the product, I like, no. But when I saw it, because I, as admitted to my lack of observation last time i didn't catch the hydra watch but it can't like there's got to be a hydra connection now though right like they have to be players in this world right it, it i think or, so, it, so even, they, you would think so they're not gone they're not dead like there has to be a hydra connect i actually looked up one not, thing not just a callback but a real a real thing yeah so are they so, a third I a have, third party that you're talking about so i have a theory the nefarious connection there has to be bad guys. This. So who are the bad guys? Sword's not the bad guys. They're good guys, right? So who are the bad guys? I have a theory on that. Hello? <laughs> yes? Can you are hear you me? Here? Can you guys oh, hear me? Shit. I-, I can hear you, Nathan. I think uh, something happened to Jeff. We- I threw you out. <laughs> I threw Jeff out. <laughs> Screw I you. Threw Jeff. I'm back. I'm back. Can you hear us? I'm now? back, baby. I'm back. Okay. I'm back. Baby. It's weird. We could we could totally hear you. And then I was confused. I'm like, wait, can am I the one muted? Jeff, did you just have a mango? Did I have a what? Mango. I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. I don't that's a sl- yeah. I, don't, I don't need any mangoes, just just for your information. <laughs> okay, what okay, was I so saying? Going Hold back on. to what was I saying? Hold on. If you, you were me. talking about that Hydra, Hydra is still it be must be a guy. player. They, they have to be, right? right? Can I give you a theory? No, I don't want to hear your shit. Okay, actually... Oh, <laughs> no, go ahead. All right, well... No, I no, 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 no. I don't no, know I'm, what we're doing I'm just here, joking. Man. No, go ahead. Of course, uh, obviously. <laughs> this is not based on anything from the trailers. This is just strictly... I just kind of looked something up because I noticed at the beginning of the episode, and this was this is actually a bit of a through line from the previous two, but it leaned heavily in the opening, like the opening uh, credits mm. where everyone's picture is like in a hexagon, right? Yeah. So I thought, well, what's like, is the hexagon important? And when I was doing a little bit of research, the hexagon in the Marvel comics is often the symbol used by AIM, uh, Advanced Idea Mechanics. Now that's already been, that was introduced in uh, Iron Man 3 yeah. with, uh, what was Guy Pierce's character? Killian? Killian, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So in the comic books, I think AIM is a bit of a, like, it's like a splinter group of Hydra. So, and the other thing about it is that mm. their costumes of like the rank and file henchmen look like beekeepers. Oh, interesting. But it's weird because the that guy in the beekeeper suit had a sword uh, symbol on his yeah, back. He did. And we'll get, so, to, we'll get to it too. Geraldine had that same symbol on her necklace. The 
the sword. Yeah. Yes, and I do want to talk about her in a bit. The thing though is that like could Hydra be in play? I don't know, like it maybe yes, maybe no. It's weird because like Hydra is part of her backstory because she was recruited by Hydra, right. kind of. I just I just don't know. Like, I mean, maybe maybe it is. The thing though is that like all these sorts of things are not accidental. They don't accidentally throw in like a hexagon symbol. Mm-hmm. They're not going to accidentally throw in a guy in a beekeeper suit. Mm-hmm. They're not going to act. You know, ac- I was like, oh yeah, the Hydra stuff. I mean, no, it, I'm sure so, these are all Easter he- eggs for yeah. comic because they they know, right? they know that that dorks like me are going to go through it and like comb through every well, the, ridiculous the detail. hexagon thing. I I until you mentioned it. I hadn't made note of it, but yeah, that's been a motif since the start. So that must be yes. relevant, right? Unless it's just to throw you off. This is a lot like Lost, right? When when Lost was on, they would throw out all these little things, these little make people talk about it online. Of course, in Lost, ne- nothing ever went anywhere, but like Marvel Studios, I mean, they're smart enough they to don't. know that yeah. if you're going to throw in something from the comic, that people are going to, there's people who are going to recognize it and come up with theories. Yeah, they don't usually but just do shit. They're also, fun. exactly, they're not going to, it's not going to be like some vapid, like, oh, we thought that would be a fun Easter egg. It, it, if it shows up once, maybe, but multiple times, it's, it's that's not a coincidence anymore, or it's not a throwaway. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, so you guys have any other comments on the actual episode before we talk about Geraldine and the last shot? Uh, one comment I do have is that the doctor who, you know, he was planning his vacation and then he tells Vision after the fact and he, you know, you know, he's been kind of let in on the whole thing that Vision's like this superhuman, super powered being doesn't really phase him too much. Um, and then he goes, uh, you know, Vision says, are you going to go on vacation? He goes, no, you really can't escape this place. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that, you know, lends a little bit more proof into your theory there, Jeff, I believe, or was it Nathan's? No, that was theory, my theory. That, that's, that's your theory, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. that uh, they're all here and trapped in their actual residence of Westview. That are now yeah. trapped in something that's going on here. So that's a possibility. And you can't let in on the secret. Maybe I'm not sure. That might. Yeah. That's more proof to your theory, there, Nathan. Yeah, if we're just gonna like a couple last things before we talk about Geraldine. One was I actually thought that the babies. I don't know. I don't have kids, but. Do ba- are babies' skins that red after they're born? Oh, yeah. Because they seemed unusually, like, not like crimson red, but redder than what I would say is normal. They're red. They're? Okay, they're, well, fuck. And, 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 like, oh, not, like, beet, they're not beet red, but yeah, they're flush. They're flush originally. Okay. Then the other thing I made note of was when uh, it was just after the scene you were talking about there, Harry, about when he was talking to the doctor, he goes over to talk to uh, Agnes and uh, Herb. Anyways, they have a little bit of a thing what we can get into. But the one thing I noted was that Agnes like makes a joke and there's no laugh track. Mm. Like it's as though like a normal sitcom scene just kind of not the scene itself played out, but she kind of like got back into the role a little bit, but no laugh track. So I thought that was like, oh, like the there's something about the reality that has changed now a little bit, which I thought was kind of a neat touch. Yeah, it was also a bit more of a serious I don't know if I'm if my memory is playing correctly. The music changed to a bit more of a serious tone when Vision was talking to them about what's going on about Geraldine, and you know she's talking yeah. about Geraldine. So I think you wouldn't be able to insert a laugh track appropriately at that point too. 
So I think they were kind of taking that scene a bit more seriously for the mystery of the show. Yes. So um, um, that's that's probably the reason why there wasn't a laugh track. And the other thing that uh, I feel, I this is another note I wrote down, and I think it lends to my theory that all these people are real. When they're talking about baby names, Vision wants to name the baby William. It's like, oh, just like William Shakespeare. And he reads a quote and he says, all the world's a stage and its people are its players or something to that effect. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Ha! <laughs> no, very good. Counterpoint, anybody? <laughs> no, one? no. It's a fair point. <laughs> it's a good catch. Also, the magazine she reads is called Glamorous, and a glamour is an illusion, boys. Although I didn't come up with that one, I, I read that somewhere. <laughs> Jeff, any, any thoughts uh, before we get to Geraldine and the last scene there? Okay. Maybe it's nothing. But his neighbor is trimming the hedges, and then he's sawn through the center block. Oh, yeah. What was that? What was that all about? Because it wasn't played for a joke. It felt like it meant something. He glitched in the Matrix. Yeah, I guess so. Or is 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 that symbolic? Like they actually are trying to get out? So he's like, he's sawing through the wall? I don't know. That's why. He's going in the wrong direction. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing here is that's where you can kind of, I don't know if they're just kind of doing that to throw people off because if Nathan is right and these people are real people, part of that town trapped here, why would he be doing that? It just seems like he was just glitching because things were glitching because Wanda was making the power go off, the water turn on, the pipes burst. But he didn't, that whole he didn't thing, seem right? like he was glitching though. Cause, cause vision points it out and then he's just like, Oh yeah. And then he keeps going. He didn't have like a weird like like Max Headroom double take or anything like that. <laughs> Should have been that. That'd be fantastic. Get him in there. It's like, oh, thank, 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 thank you for pointing that out to me. No, he just kept like, okay, that's fine. Get <laughs> going. I don't know. Maybe it's nothing, but it could be nothing. Yeah, it just could be. You know, they're just trying to keep the mystery going. You have to throw some stuff in there that just yeah, but not I, pay but off. I hope but that they're not doing. Too. I hope they're not just throwing stuff in there to keep the mystery going. I hope that even metaphorically that it has a meeting. You know, like I don't just need shit. I, I don't want them just throwing shit up at the wind at the windshield to obscure my vision. I want everything to have a purpose. Maybe I'm holding it to a higher. That'd standard. be fantastic. Yeah, it yeah. would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't have an answer for that. I don't I don't think you can until we know more, yeah. get more clues. Right. So on that one. So anything else, Jeff? Or let's get. No, no. Why don't you roll into Geraldine and those last scenes? Roll, roll on, baby. No, no, you roll on. You roll on into Geraldine and and the last scene. Start. Talking. Uh, okay, so okay, so Geraldine's she's in on the bit as we see. So Wanda starts. She's like, I was a twin, and uh, she starts talking about her brother. Peter Quicksilver or whatever his name was. No, no. Kick-ass. Kick-ass. Kick-ass, right. Kick-ass. Kick-ass. Oh, boy. In the past tense. So it looks like she, so she starts fishing. And she, I mean, she she plays her hand right away, which I thought she should have been more coy about, but that's fine. She's like, was he, he was killed by Ultron, which he technically wasn't. He was just gunned down by, well, maybe it was an Ultron. I don't remember. No, it was. Wasn't it Ultron in a, um, what are those damn... In a, Either in way, a hover which was effectively Ultron. Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess that's I guess that's correct. Okay, so she's fishing now. So she, so it, it seems so she's trying to get through to Wanda, right? She's so she's hip to the she's hip to the game. She's trying to get through, and Wanda doesn't dig that. 
because she sees the sword emblem. And so she, whether, I mean, it's hard to know what level of consciousness Wanda's at right now. Is she completely aware? And I don't think that she is, but she doesn't want any interlopers in here. And she's unconsciously aware of that. So she sees this, she hears the Ultron thing, you know, what's her name? She's trying to back out of that. Like, oh, I, uh, I was just saying you're whatever. She's trying to back away from it because she knows it's not working. And Wanda's like, she's not digging it. So I'm trying, so I'm trying to piece together what level Wanda's at here. You know, she clearly doesn't want anybody in here fucking with her shit. But why not? Is she just trying to create this construct so she can have the ideal life with vision? Like the, the sitcom life is the ideal, like it's some kind of ideal life. I guess they watched a lot of reruns in Sokovia. Make sure that tracks. So that's the most compelling thing here is where's Wanda at? That's what, that's what I'm getting from this is like, where is Wanda at? So if I can offer, and I, I, don't actually know if this is the case, but the one thing that I related to a little bit was, so sometimes people who lucid dream mm -hmm. are not, okay, well, I, I'll, I can speak from my own experience. Sometimes I do have lucid dreams, but they're not true lucid dreams. I'm able to, I, I think on some awareness, I'm able to manipulate the dream. But as soon as I admit that the that I am dreaming, then I immediately wake up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is actually yeah. this is actually a very common occurrence in my dreams uh, in the last few years. So that was my read on Wanda, where she's invested in this world, but and and on some deep level, she knows it's not real. Mm -hmm. But on like a more mm -hmm. conscious surface level, she's buying into mm -hmm. uh, the construct. Yeah. I guess it's a little bit like how like the Matrix was kind of described, where some people like. Like they accepted that they sort of accept the world around them, but like deep down, they know it's not real. And yet, and then that's why some of them are it, learn to be able to manipulate the world because they're like, well, it's not quite real. And that's what keeps them from just like straight, like waking up mm. in the pod mm. a little bit. So that was my, that's my interpretation mm. of okay. it. Uh, it's it, it's interesting you brought this up. Now, I don't think they're going this way, but I think it would be hilarious. Are you guys aware of the Bob Newhart show? I never oh, yeah. watched it, but are you aware yep. of it? Yep. I know where you're you guys going. Know? I think yeah. I know where you're know going where you're with going. this, yep. but yeah. You yep. know where you're going? Okay, so obviously, because the I whole so. show was fake. Right. He dreamed the whole entire series. He wakes his, up at the end his, and says, oh, geez. Well, it was, it, it was his character from his last sitcom that dreamt this sitcom. Oh, that that's sitcom. right. Or something along that's those lines. Right. So yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting if they go down that route, because this whole theme has been about sitcoms. <laughs> Yeah. the format so that'd be interesting at the end she just wakes up so oh yeah <laughs> the most but, incredible dream but, but we do see the real world and bob newhart sleeping beside her that'd be hilarious that would be actually oh that would God. be hysterical if they did that <laughs> the next episode she wakes up and bob newhart's there like what that'd be great that'd be a stroke of, <laughs> yeah he should be that'd a, be a stroke of absolute genius if they did that in one yeah of the or or yeah they should yeah or they should just have the you know the cheesy not bad writing dream within the dream as we've talked about, and then Bob Newhart's there too. So yeah. maybe he'll come in a, in a future episode. I you never know so. if he's still. But alive. It, it'll be Bob Newhart's character from I don't remember the name of the sitcom, but he was like a, a comic book writer, and it's that character. But he is still alive, but he he looks like a mummy. 
Oh, he should be fighting Brendan Fraser in the next episode no, of the. Uh, they <laughs> pronounce mummies, mummies. No, they'll they'll just they, we talk about they'll just put they'll put him through that uh, the magic uh, de ager that Marvel does, yeah. and he'll look. I mean, they they'll de age him thirty years. Yeah, he'll, and he'll still look. He'll look eighty six again. But, uh, it'll be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. I'm going to be so disappointed if that doesn't happen now, and I, it's not going to happen. Fuck, we just ruined the rest know. of the series. Anyway, Actually, sorry. but what if it's Bob Newhart and he plays like some classic Marvel villain and she has to fight Bob has, Newhart? Yeah, he has to play like Modoc or something like that. Or no. uh, Mad, Mad oh, TV. Modoc. Mad TV. Yeah. There you go. Anyways, sorry, Nathan, you, I probably you know sidetracked the conversation. So what were oh, you? Oh, no. Yeah. No, I think no. I said my my bit just sort of is where I think uh, Wanda's uh, heads at. But I did think uh, Jeff, it was interesting that you thought that uh, Geraldine was trying to reach her. I my impression was that she slipped when she mentioned uh, the brother, and then she's like, "Oh, he was killed by Ultron." Like I, at that point, I was like, "Wait, is she not under any sort of control?" Because there was another point where. Like so, when she comes into the house for the first time, she's very typically sassy black lady from the '70s yeah. type of mannerisms. But when she was scared, it seemed like that dropped yeah. immediately, and like the way she talked was suddenly different. But that's and then later when she's talking about the brother, she changed same, again. It was the same thing with Agnes as well, and maybe the other guy. Agnes didn't yeah. wasn't flamboyant or over dramatic. She was serious modern person yes which is again i'll bring up i've seen agnes in a scene that would indicate that she is real i don't know when that i think that's going to be several ep- like just based on how people were dressed i think that's going to be several episodes away but i thought that i i couldn't really tell if geraldine like if that's if she was slip, unaffected she's like by, oh he was killed by ultron like that's not a slip no yeah, it's, it's, it's a, 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 it's no it's a slip and no no the reason I say it's a slip is because she's aware of what's going on and she's not being controlled to act like she's in this sitcom world. She's she's putting on a show right. for the sake of getting close to Wanda, but then when she talked mentioned the brother, she oh she just like brought it up uh, by well, accident. But if she's, I didn't really think she was trying to reach her but necessarily, you, but the, like, the up, reason though? she brings it up Again, she slipped. She just just kind of slipped out. I agree with Jeff, but from a you know, this is just a you know Hollywood production. The way they write it, and maybe their intention is still it could be a slip, even though technically you would say any reasonable person would not say that. Look at her face when she says it. She's trying to reach her. I'm not sure you. I don't know. I'm one of those one of those people that fails those facial expression uh, tests. So, but <laughs> I think no, they but, give him the sociopaths. Like, but she, uh, but like, uh, I just, I that was not my read. She's on it. there, but she's in there for a reason. She's not slipping when she says that clearly, because she, mm-hmm. if she's in well, there I, for a reason, she knows she's got to play the part. So to well, say, I, I agree, she's in there for a reason. Like it's the, established. To utter the word Ultron means that she's aware of what she's saying. Like that's she must be trying to reach her. There can't be another explanation for that other than bad writing. And I don't want to I don't want to say that because they can't be bad writing this. Oh, she must well, be I, I I disagree. I don't think it's bad writing if it's just like a dumb slip. But it can't be a dumb it, slip. Right? Because, She's not dumb. But why was she trying to reach her? How? 
by 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 getting she, through she goes, no but by trying to getting through on an emotional but she doesn't on an emotional level like like wonder no, because she no wonder she turns no, but she brother. turns it around she she backtracks but because she backtracks because, because, it, because Wanda doesn't respond Wanda turns to her basically with like with anger and like backs off and it's like it doesn't work and she knows it doesn't work she's just like uh because Wanda's like angry at that point like what did you just say and she's like uh nothing that's basically the scene right it's like uh, uh, that's why I think it. it's a slip because it's too big of a move but to, no, but she, to mention she, the brother. she played her hand and it didn't work so she tried to back out of it because as we know Wanda can fuck you up just by thinking about it and she knows that. And that's why I think that she backtracked because she's like, oh, yeah. fuck, I just made a mistake. Well, she, she did make a mistake. You're right. That's why she backtracked. She knew she made a mistake, but she did it deliberately. Like, yeah. She tried. It was a mistake to try, but I think she did it on purpose. But the expression on her face before that didn't seem to indicate it. She just seemed to like <sighs> understand something. Bring us? I don't think we're going to. Okay. I don't think we're, I, we won't probably won't resolve this until <laughs> the next episode. It. All right. <laughs> I mean, she's I, I, she's there for Wanda. Yeah, she is because it, I think it's, we agree on that. She's obviously a sword agent, right? We all agree, agree on that. She yeah. is there for Wanda. And, yeah. yeah. Why I'm they would give her a, a sword pendant bomb. to wear into the seventies sitcom, which is really dumb. Why would yeah. you give her like a pendant that's like like unless it's a communicator? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, make it something I do, else. But you know what the I you know what the the, yeah. the thing there. Sorry to cut you off. Perhaps they deliberately gave her these things so that maybe Wanda could pick up on them subconsciously to bring her out of what where she's in. Oh, that's interesting. That would be in that. That's just a thought. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Okay, I was gonna say I just want to drop a little knowledge bomb on you guys. If you remember last week, I said that we've met a character. That's been introduced in the MCU. This is that character. Yeah, she's an Avenger, oh, right? Monica, Monica Rombo, is that her name? Oh, okay. You do know who yeah, she I is. Do. Yeah. No, I okay. do not. Okay, so, well, fuck, the cat's out of the bag. The, okay, so it's not the same actor. The last time we saw this character was in Captain Marvel, the movie. She was the young daughter of yeah. Captain yeah. Marvel's friend. Right. Oh, this is this character. Yeah. That's this character. Now, in the comic books, it's all like everyone and their dog is a superhero at some point, and they're in the Avengers or whatever. But as to why she is representing herself with one name and not a real name, I, I don't know. And the only reason like why I know this is because like her, like the, the actor, I think it's like a Tayona Paris. Is that her name? The actor's name? Mm-hmm. Anyways, she was announced for the show a couple of months ago when Disney had their big like investor meeting, but it was really like a big like, you know, for the nerds, like uh, almost like a Comic Con thing, and they announced that oh, and she, she's going to be playing Monica Rambeau in the WandaVision series. Mm-hmm. They announced other actors as well from the MCU in this show, and I I do believe there's going to be like uh, like a rank and file Avenger showing up in this show. I have my theories on who it's going to be, but I want to wait and see if I'm right. Write it, write it on a piece of paper and send it to us so we know you're not lying when you say I knew it all along. Well, we have it on record here, so. No, but we don't want to well, know now. I can just say it right yeah, now. Yeah, you can't say it now. Oh, I, don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I can say it now. I, I, I think this is just the very obvious choice. I, I do think Doctor Strange will show up in this mm. series. Because as we've said, it's supposed to tie into Doctor Strange it, too. It is. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, but there's other possibilities. Maybe Spider-Man shows up. Maybe Captain Marvel even shows up. Who, That'd be pretty who dope. Knows, but 
Maybe all of them. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, why not? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> throw them all in. Put Just get some Thor in Iron there. Iron Man's daughter. We'll get throw She-Hulk in there. Yeah. Fucking Daredevil shows up. The lawyer from Daredevil shows up. Why not? Happy Hogan. Happy, uh, fucking one big crossover. Why not? Yeah. Do it. As long as 60 Spider-Man's in there somewhere. Shit. That's what I need. Spider-Man 2099. No, no. Japanese Spider-Man, man. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Shows, shows up in uh, Leopardon. Yes. Guys, there's only one spot. There is only one Spider-Man, and it's from the 1960s. That is it. <laughs> Didn't we already say that? The though? ultimate spot. Yeah, but that, that that's all I need. Yeah. He was that, kind of a pussy, though. He was he? awesome, and uh, you have no other comment I mean, on it. Thank you. I guess you got to anyway, really, Anybody anyway. could swim upwards in a waterfall of respect, but... Uh... <laughs> If you can swing yeah. across Clouds. the entire ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Complete respect. I just hope he right. has LSD to, to share with the rest of us. But wait, are you saying you think he would show up like in his comic book form? What else? Uh, like he would I've, just appear as, as animated. A, an animated yeah, character. Course. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. That would have been fun if they would have done that, an animated episode of WandaVision and Spider-Man showed up. That would have been great. <laughs> That would have been that, dope as long as, as they have. That would have been great. That that'd be great. But I need J. I need the J. Jonah Jameson in there. Oh, of course, cartoon. of course. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, so then Geraldine gets thrown out of the entire whatever it is by Wanda herself, and she don't like uh, the shit that she's talking. And find her outside in the real world. Funny thing is, is I'm sure you guys noticed that all the aspect ratio changed yeah. from the four by three to you know the classic the, the six, uh, good old sixteen by nine, sixteen nine. Uh, 16, nine. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And that is the here and now, modern times. And she's there with probably the sword people and the military and that organization. And that's where the episode ends. So you see all the shimmer of that what's going on around that town so something's going on in the town so i guess that's where your theory but, of these are yeah. the residents of that town are trapped in there so i can see the, that yeah cuz that sign yeah westby it mm. also the sign says home is where you make it mm. which is probably just more like a nod yeah to you know to to it but did you also know like did you see like what the portal kind of looked like portal like where she came or I guess like the, bar- the, the, the barrier. barrier that uh, she... The barrier was, was just, just a shimmer. Isn't it kind of like it, what the end credits looks like? It it's, looks kind of like distortion on an old TV a little bit. Mm. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Uh, maybe. Also, did you guys uh, pick up the uh, song at the end? No. No. Uh, I don't know if it's like the monkeys or the Bee Gees or something like that, but the I, I had to look it up. I think it's probably in the credits, but the name of the song is Daydream Believer. Oh, interesting. I mean, I, I knew... Uh, again, it's probably just like a dumb Easter well, egg that maybe uh, doesn't... I mean, I, I'd heard uh, that the, all of the music they selected, like even like the, the, the theme songs and stuff, like like it's all meticulously chosen, right? Like the theme songs, they're all, it's, all, it's all very deliberate. But no, I didn't notice because I'm an idiot. Well, it's also like probably not that. I don't think that song gets a lot of play. Probably not. Uh, you know, like 40, 40 to fifty years later. So so no. Okay, sorry, Harry. You you were you were. No, no. I, what's going well, on? No, I, so, I mean, what's your thoughts on my that? My thought so, on that. Well, okay, so she's Geraldine Monica Rambo. She's ejected from the the town, right? And it's clearly in that town, whatever's going on. 
but it feel, felt like to me, like this is a containment unit, right? So I thought like Scarlet Witch is doing, she's doing a thing and they're trying to hold it together. Like they're trying to prevent her from imposing her shit on the fucking universe. Like they're trying to keep her, mm, con- keep her contained because this is bad. Is if they don't, then the seventy sitcom reality becomes reality. You know, like they're trying to keep her from doing that. That that's what I got from this. I can understand that, but then what about the messages from the first two episodes? Like, who's doing this to you? I mean, you can, it could still yeah, play in the way you're saying. So that's why it, I think it's a combination yeah. of both, right? Where it's something has happened here. Like my theory is that something happened. She tried to fix it and then got stuck somehow in mm. this warped reality and decided, okay. oh, I'm not leaving this place. A little bit like Star Trek Generations, sure. right? Where it's like, it's like a, like the, the, the Nexus. Nexus. What the fuck? Yeah. The Nexus, yeah. right? Where it's like, oh, that's a bad thing. But then once you're kind of trapped in it, it's mm. like, oh, I, why would I leave this? Right? Yeah. It is interesting though, Jeff, you said like it was almost like a containment. I do know that they, there's been allusions to the a storyline called uh, House of M, yeah. in which Scarlet Witch rewrites reality. I've never read it, but just the synopsis, I think that they, because she's like she, in the comic book, she's a mutant, so this is all like X Men stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that there are are mutants trying, maybe it's even Professor X trying to keep her contained from basically destroying reality. Because well, I think that's like, an aspect of the comic have, book, so I wonder if they're boring. Like you see not. those things set up, right? Yeah, that's not the bad guy setting that up. You're right. They've set that up to. I mean, did Scarlet Witch put those whatever those emitters are up? But was it a containment? I honestly thought it was just like, well, it's just a fence with lights. No, 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 no. no. But I guess it's fence not. With like it's not. It's, it felt. It looked like a force field. A force field, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's a containment yeah. unit of guess. some kind. But the interesting thing here is, if you're saying they're trying to keep her contained, yeah. she was able to throw her, Geraldine out. Yes, without any issue. Yeah, but that doesn't mean. Well, yeah, that's true. But it's obviously if they're okay. So either they're a containment unit, which is what I thought, or they're projecting some kind of those things are creating like a nexus, if you will, to coin a phrase where alternate realities can intersect. That would be the other explanation, right? Where like we'll set up these these emitters and it'll create a dimensional vortex so you can go in there. Like that would be the other thing that I thought is like we'll set this shit up and it'll create its vortex and you can go in there and she goes in there to find vision, some version of him, whatever, right? But it seems as though the people in there can't leave. Like it seems as though Geraldine was able to enter. Because they do say she doesn't have a home. Right. So I my impression was that she can kind of come and yeah, go. Yeah, she's from the outside. She doesn't live in that town. They <laughs> live there, so they have homes. That would make sense. Mm. Maybe it's a convergence of alternate realities. It's all these alternate realities sort of compounding on each other of this town. They all live there. She doesn't. She can come in and she can leave. They can't because they already live there. But then they shouldn't really have any knowledge of the outside world. They shouldn't know what's going on. Are you saying it's a multiverse of madness? Oh man, it's <laughs> it's madness of a multiverse, isn't it? Shit. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess I'm compelled to watch further. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a good segue. You know, we're almost at an hour and a half here. So why don't we 
wrap up our thoughts because time is the fire in which, in which we, we burn. Are. So that's correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, Nathan, give us your thoughts, uh, final thoughts of this episode. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I, I do think the previous two episodes were a little bit stronger because I thought that there was a little too much focus on the the non-reality of their situation. Whereas the past two, it's it's just strictly sitcoms with some of the outside world maybe bleeding a little bit. So it ranks a little bit lower, but I still had fun with it. I liked a lot of the, the tropes. I thought that both Paul Bettany and uh, Elizabeth Olsen, I thought that they were doing a really good job because I thought like their switch to the characters of this era, especially like they have really great facial expressions all the time. And it's really good, really exaggerated and like really of the era, I thought. And I am getting a little bit more invested in the mystery of it all. But it, as a, the episode on its own, yeah, I, I think it's not saying it's terrible. I just think it is the weaker of the three that we've seen so far. But maybe when you see it like in its, its whole, maybe it'll kind of fit together a little bit better later on. Oh, mm. Jeff, you can go last. So... I enjoyed this episode. I don't think it was the weakest of the bunch. I think I've enjoyed all three episodes pretty pretty much for the most part. I like this one. I think the second episode was the strongest one, but this is my second favorite out of the three. I know there wasn't as much mystery until the end, but I was digging the sitcom vibe again, just really enjoying the chemistry between the two leads. So I'm digging it. I like the ending and I am intrigued and can't wait for next week. So yeah, recommend it. It's a, it was a good episode. So Jeff, you have the final word. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely looking forward to next week. I I recommend it. It's it's good. I I do think it was the weakest of the three. I was disappointed that they I just felt they didn't lean into the format as hard this week as they had the last week. And because that's kind of the whole that's the whole business, that's what disappointed me. I, I wanted them to really really lean into the into the format and i felt like they didn't they had to spend some more time getting into the mythology so so i understand so i i hope this is more of a transitional episode to bring in the mythology and to move us forward but you know can't complain about elizabeth olsen paul bettany the other performers it was great i'm i i'm i'm even though i enjoy this episode the least of three so far I'm so into it. I uh, love it. And I can't, man, I, I fucking can't wait for next week because that should be for the, for all three of us. Next week should be the fucking wheelhouse. And I can't, <laughs> should be. Should be yeah. I can't yeah. fucking wait for it. So hell yes. That's what I gotta say. Yeah, I hope. Oh, yeah, yes. I hope they deliver. I hope they deliver a good yeah. one next. Well, the week, next. Yes. I said the next two weeks. The next two. Next two weeks yeah, is next two our weeks. wheelhouse, next two. and I can't fucking wait. Yes, hell but, yes. So in the trailers, again, I won't give any actual details, but uh, I do remember the uh, so the costume. I don't remember much about what they show from the 80s. Specifically, Agnes has a great 80s outfit that's like so, like it so screams 80s, even though I don't think anyone ever wore it in the 80s. Tell me he's wearing a costume. And then the night. Uh, no, don't tell, I, tell uh, me. Don't tell me. I, I don't. No, want I won't. Okay, I won't say it. Me. I won't say it. Nineties. From what I saw, of the nineties. It looks like they. It, it definitely does look like video at that point, okay. and the outfit that Elizabeth Olsen wears is so fucking nineties. Like it just says 
1993. Go. Into it. It's great. Yeah. And the hair. That was the other thing. Like the hair gets big and wild, baby. I hope she has Elaine hair in the 90s, but I I don't want to spoil. I don't know. Let's not spoil anything. Uh, That'd be dope as fuck. Just wait. 90s is two weeks out. So, uh, but I think next week should be pretty fun. All right. Well, sounds good, guys. Well, our half an hour format has now turned into full podcast here, uh, time length here. So that's how we roll. That's, that's how we roll. But it was a good, good discussion, and I will see you guys next week. All right. Can't wait. All right. Sounds good. It's fun. All right. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, you guys have yourselves a good night. All right. See you, see you guys.